All right, Shallow Divers, Megan here. I have a very special, kind of quick episode this week since Chessie has decided to leave the podcast to pursue other things and we wish her the very best. It's just going to be me for a while and most likely Jocelyn, who's my best friend. You heard her last episode and I got some really good feedback and I love her. So if we can get our sound straight, then she should return soon. And when we decide to get off our butts and record, that's what we'll do. This little episode that I have that I want to share is pretty special to me because it's me and my mom. Um, My mom's name is Jo. She grew up in Carterville, Illinois, and she was born in the early 50s. She is my best friend, besides Jocelyn, of course, but my mom has a very special place in my heart, more so than I can even express in words. But a lot of this is just chatter. A lot of this is just us talking. But before she passes... And one day that will happen and it will be the worst day of my life. I wanted to get her on some recordings because as a kid, and she mentions this, we recorded a lot. We recorded cassette tapes and different things and hopefully I can get this out into the podcast world and maybe it'll hang out there and I can save a copy for myself. She mentions this really cool story about how she got to kindergarten and that my grandmother worked Uh, We talked about me almost going to Catholic school, didn't know that, and she mentions Karen, who was a friend of hers, a year ahead of her, Darlin, her mom's best friend and babysitter. There's a part that I try to describe the weird way life works out, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I, I meant to say that my husband was born in 1979, the same year my parents got married, And I say, you marry him, and then I marry him. And really, I meant mom married my dad, and I married Matt years later. So we discuss Matt, who is my husband. We discuss my son, River. We just candidly talk about a lot of things. My mom's divorce from my dad, how she met Phil, my stepdad, or maybe not how she met him, but how she could have. So we discuss a lot of things that are important to me and important to her as well. I hope to do more of these recordings. We... um, talk about alcoholism we talk about depression we just commiserate on the weird things in life and some of these stories I just never heard so it's cool to listen to my mom talk and if you want to know me better this is the best way to do it she's she's me and I'm her and my kid is me and it's just interesting how all these things play out so I hope that you like this episode it's kind of short just a quick note this is this will come up Uh, Lacey Lee, I looked him up and he died in the seventies. Mom never really knew what happened to him, I guess, but I didn't find much out there. But if you guys ever hear this and you're from Southern Illinois, maybe you'll pick up on this. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody that's from a small town, everybody that knows the struggle of depression and anxiety, who's dealt with alcoholism, um, who's dealt with bad breakups and how they can kind of turn out to be really cool. So my mom, uh, and dad and divorced when I was 17 so half of my life ago and you know it we talk about how we ended up with the right people and how that works I hope you enjoy this and I will see you next time probably with Jocelyn so enjoy shallow divers oh wait one more thing there's a couple of sounds in this podcast that I left in some scooting of the microphones tapping of fingernails and even a little bit of pounding on the table but that's how my mom talks And I left those things in so that when I listen back to it, and I probably will over and over, I'll hear those things and see her saying them. So I left a few little ums in and I left some pauses, but her cadence is what it is and I love it. And so I left those special little moments in for myself. So 
Just wanted to give you a heads up. All right, I'll stop talking. When um, mom worked and Darlin never did, not not while the kids were little. So anyway, Karen, I would go to choose a year ahead of me, mm-hmm. and we'd walk to school in the mornings from. Where I lived, mom took me to Darlin's, walked with me, because mom didn't drive, okay. and and she was my babysitter. Okay. I was going to kindergarten. Well, I went with Karen, and Karen went to first grade, and they went all day, and then my kindergarten only went a half day. So my mom said, I have to get somebody to get you from kindergarten right. back to Darlin at noon. Well... There was a taxi cab driver in town, a taxi, which I loved stuff like that. And this was in Heron? This was in Carterville. Carterville, okay. I was five years old. You took a taxi? It gets better. Anyway, so this was, I was five years old because I was in kindergarten. So this taxi, and you And this was 1950, 1958, I was five. Okay, so 1958. Yeah, mm-hmm. So you have to go back in time, in my mind. Okay. I've stayed with Grandma a lot because I wanted to, and I had cowboy outfits. There's pictures of me. I've got on shorts playing outside in the summertime right? with cowboy boots and a hat. I was outside all the time, and I thought I was a cowboy. Sure. Okay. Mom didn't care. Dad loved it. So I had guns and holsters and the whole smear. Right. Well, it gets time to go to kindergarten, and Mom comes up with this thing. This guy that owned the taxi cab, which they knew, everybody in town knew. Right, there's only like 14 people. He wore, swear to God, he wore a cowboy outfit with a bolo and a cowboy hat and boots and a badge and shit. I'm just saying, <laughs> sorry, I'm not supposed no, to take you, that out. No, you're, you <laughs> So, mom's, and his, here's his name. Mom said, you know, uh, Lacey Lee, that was his name. Lacey Lee? Lacey Lee, and I said, yeah. She said, well, here's what's going to, here's how we're going to do this. I'm gonna pay him to come pick you up every day at noon when you get out of when you come out of the building, come down the sidewalk, Joellen, and look for Lacey Lee in a taxi cab. He's gonna be waiting outside the cab. Was it like a yellow cab? Or it was what like it, what did a, it look like? Like a sedan or like just his car? It was a four door sedan with um um I remember there was a taxi you know how that like a light like the, the logo on top that they had. It was a real taxi cab, swear to God. So there, that's what mom said. Mom said, you have to act like you've got some sense. Right. You come out that door, because he's not going to wait, Joellen, very long if you're in there fumbling around because you know how mom was. Right. She didn't get your around. butt busy. Get your coat. Get on down the road. Because where you had to go was probably from here to where your car's parked. I mean, I had to right. go a little ways. And so there he stood with his cap. And I loved that he you op- had a cat, and it cost. Um, I think she said it cost fifty cents a fifty cents a week. Wow! And so he drew. I got. He opened the door, and I got in the back seat. Shut the door, and we drove. And it was probably a five minute drive, two minute drive. So he. So Darlin did not work, but she didn't drive. No, she was home with because she, she had. She had little kids. Yeah, she had Buddy and Ronnie. Is Buddy's real name Buddy? No, it's James. James Robert. And they just called him yeah. Buddy. Oh, okay. He was named after his grandpa that lived up, they lived up the street, so probably... So he had a nickname because... So he didn't want two James Shepherds in the... Whatever. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So he drove me to Dearlands. Okay. And he stopped and made sure I got out and walked... Every day in kindergarten. And walked me to the door, and she, she was always standing at the door... Around noon. Uh-huh, and waiting on me, or on that front porch area. I remember that house. I could drive to it right now. And, uh... 
So mom, you took a cab. It's a taxi cab. Cost mom money to, to have me. But she said later in life, she said, Joellen, what did you, what, if you my resources. So that's all she could have done. She said my mom lived out on the farm. Yeah, she couldn't get She couldn't be there every day for five yeah. minutes, you know. So, and I. So went, Karen walked you to school. Uh-huh. From Darlin's house. From Darlin's. So every morning, Grandma goes to work. She drops you off at mm-hmm. Darlin's. You and Karen, who Walked was in first school. grade. Mm-hmm. And it's probably what? A few miles? Oh, no. Probably two miles. Okay. And so you drive. In winter and everything, you and, walked mm-hmm. up both that's, up the hill both ways in that's snow what, no shoes. Oh. <laughs> that's where I loved umbrellas and book bats. And rain boots. And, and rain boots. I thought yeah. I was some kind of a stormtrooper. You loved equipment. I did equipment, yeah. <laughs> So that was a story. So Lacey Lee picks you up every day mm-hmm. in kindergarten, mm-hmm. drop show. Now, when you had to go to full time first grade, how did you feel about not having Lacey Lee drive you anymore? I was disappointed. Yeah. Did you ever see him again? Mm-hmm. So you'd see him around, talk to him, and my dad and I used to hang out at um, a gas station, a Texaco gas station mm-hmm. there in town. My dad would go down there and talk to the. Did they have like a counter where you could sit and stuff, uh, get a soda or? Anything yeah, like they had that? a pop machine and. Gotcha. Okay, so. I was just underfoot. That's all you can say. Right. And um, that guy would bring that taxi cab in there and get gas and come, you know, he was a customer there. So, and I just talked to him like I had. You thought he hung the moon, huh? Yeah. And I thought, what, if you think about it from a five-year-old. Oh my God. How cool. I was a cowboy. Yeah. And to have a cowboy. And to have a cowboy with a hat and everything. Drive you to school. And he wore that you know that was his get up he had cowboy boots that was his clothing i don't think he thought it was a get up i think that's right you know back then people did did he ride horses and stuff or do anything like that or he just really lived that cowboy like aesthetic i don't know i really don't whatever happened to Lacey lee i don't know i grew up did he have kids or anything not that i know of well shoot he was a hell of a hell of a guy (laughs) hell of a cab ride and i was remembering then how cool is this? I thought in my mind that I was probably the only customer that he had. He's right. Kind of spe- He's your chauffeur, yeah. in other words. How interesting is that? That I, You've never told me that. You oh. were five years old and took a cab from half-day kindergarten to Darlin's house mm-hmm. to babysit till Grandma mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. home. And Grandma worked where when you were in kindergarten? Uh, she would have worked out in... Um, um, not far from the farm, actually, at mm-hmm. uh, Singamo Electric, and they made uh, products like um, what I want to say was terminals and things for um, different electric stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, I heard them talking, and this is this is just how you'll come in on this. We worry about everything. Mm-hmm. We, I heard them saying that those plants can explode because the chemicals that they use to right etc etc so you laid awake worried about that i just knew any minute the place was going to blow up and my mom was going to be in there i think my biggest fear was not that anything would happen specifically due to your jobs for you and dad but i laid awake at night a lot because when i was baptized in the catholic church you have godparents and i believe when i was originally like baptized it was um, Vukovic. Mm-hmm. What was his name? John L. John L. Vukovic and whoever he was. True. Or what was her name? Janice. Janice. Um, at birth. But mm-hmm. then when we went through like confirmation and all that, later 
They it, moved it, away. They moved away, and it was the Bashams. Mm-hmm. It was Jerry Basham and what was her name? Uh, let me think. Robert, Roberta? Yes, Roberta. Bert, yeah. Bert Basham. And they were my godparents. And you explained godparents to me like if something were to happen to mom and dad, then, you know, these people have stepped up to say, we, you could live with us. or you, mm-hmm. it, it was a little less literal than that, but I took it as... If my parents die, I have to go live with the Bashams. Now, the Bashams ran a funeral home, and I laid awake worried that I'd have to live inside that funeral home, and what would I do, and what if those court, what if somebody jumped out of their coffin, and like the was, smell, and the, the, it just, <laughs> that's what I laid awake worried about as a kid, because I thought, well, if if mom and dad both go, I wonder what it would be like to have Jerry and Bert as my parents. That was the stupidest thought, but it's anxiety. I didn't know what the word for anxiety was, but there it was. You were just a child. uh, That is so cool that you got to take a cab to kindergarten. Yeah. Wild. And uh, luckily, um, I went to Carterville grade school, and a lot of those kids, um, Craneville had a little grade school. Mm -hmm. I started first grade there. But in the meantime, one of my best friends, two of my best friends actually, um, I met at kindergarten there at Carterville and went all the way through high school with them. And so you went to Craneville for first grade? First grade through uh, sixth grade. What was the reason for the change? They consolidated Got you. So Carterville Elementary was no longer? It was just bigger. Got you. It became a junior high. Oh, I see. Okay. Because it was a smaller set of towns. That... So when, when, you know, I think things happen for a reason. I really wasn't intimidated about it too much, but I did tell mom I wasn't going to do it. She said, well, yeah, I think you will. But yeah, um, I knew a lot of kids when we went to be a freshman. Okay. So you get to high school and you don't know anybody. I, I think that'd be awful. Yeah, it is awful. I mean, it's, that's not, I can't imagine. So mom always, and, and you were like this too, Megan. Mom always said, remember those kids? You're supposed to speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. Remember the new kids that come in class? Be nice to them. She said, you've never been the new kid, and you don't know how they feel, so please speak to them and, right. and be courteous to them and welcome to the community. And you're, show them where the bathroom is if they don't know. Right. You and know. that's Because that's got to be terrifying. Yeah. I always feel bad for kids that that happens to. And I, I mean, I don't think I was real. I mean, I was the new kid in fifth grade when I went fifth and sixth at Barton. But that was a choice. I didn't have to, but you said, why don't you do that? And I'll drive, you know, we go there. And anyway, I was across worked, the hall. Because you worked there. Mm-hmm. So, and that was beneficial because when when you do hit seventh grade here, you go back to the school I came from. So I knew the Oakland City kids and mm-hmm. I knew the Barton kids. And it wasn't weird for me because I had two sets of friends that I know this person from this. And then and what was good about seventh grade was then the Francisco kids were there. And then I got to make friends with them and... Well, you know, another thing that you don't know about, or I don't know, you may have heard me talk about it, but when you got to be school age, I talk, your dad and I talked about, I kind of had it in my head, I wanted to send you to St. James, the Catholic school down there, uh, Hobstock. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I still kind of regret that, and then... I don't. I'm glad you sent me to public school. But the way I looked at it then, because we were from a small town, maybe mm-hmm. if we'd lived in a bigger town like Princeton... But you, I, Roger said, do what you want to do. We'll pay for it. It doesn't matter. Right. However, I did believe that because you knew and you, uh, people and your classmates and you played ball mm-hmm. 
can and, be easier to play. And yeah, I, and that's another thing that we did play ball with even Francisco kids at that time. And yes. I, you know, so there was. I played ball before I started kindergarten, so it was better for me. I think. I think I did. I think that was before kindergarten. I want to say I was. Well, maybe you have to be five. I don't know, but I can't quite remember when. I, I think started. we made the, the right choice before. in the end. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I really do because you're, you're, um, you were smart enough. Right. Your grades were not. Uh, school wasn't hard for you. No. And I feel like maybe if I had gone to a harder school, I would have struggled more because I feel like I have a very baseline. And if I'm challenged, I'm not as smart as I perhaps, you know, think I am or whatever. But um, I the work ethic was there. That no matter what, if I didn't have the best grade, I did turn my work in. I did try. I honestly feel like I never half-assed any of my subjects. Like, I, I just didn't get some things, you know, some things I didn't know. School but. was not, I was probably an average student. Mm -hmm. Everybody said, well, you, you could have done better. Maybe I could, or maybe mm -hmm. I couldn't. But I liked school as a little kid. Right. I thought that that, I liked being by myself. Cause right. Because that didn't bother me. I never, you know, worried about that. But I, I um... I enjoyed school because the kids were there. Right. I told mom one time. Socially. That there's there's kids and there's, she said something about, do you like going to school? And I was real small and I, and I said, yeah. She said, well, how, what do you like about it? I said, well, there's toys there. Yeah. And there's kids. Recess and food and friends. And well, you know, you think about it, we used to play puzzles and stuff at school. Right. And when you're an only child, if you have puzzles or games, board games, you can't Played by yourself. No, there's not a whole lot. I mean, my it's grandma, a lonely existence. Grandma played with me a lot. Right. She really did. What was your grandma's first name? Mabel. Mabel, that's right. And I thought of that as the years have gone by, and River's too big now, but when he no, was little, not. when he was little, how we played cards and... Bingo. And, and yeah, you know, how he got a kick out of it. Well, uh -huh. he's outgrown all that now, but still, he got to know what it was like to... Spend time with grandma. To play. River, do you feel like you've grown out of hanging out with grandma? I think he's is he dead? Is he's he alive? His, I think he's got his door oh, shut. He might, the, yeah, he might have seen him. But you know, when you're you've got two or three brothers or whatever, you're, you're always used to playing with somebody, right? Yeah, and then you, you gripe because your brothers and sisters tear your stuff up. He's little. very particular about his things, and I think that him having siblings or something really would have stressed him out. But I think that you and I, you know, he's the only child of an only child of an only child. Yeah. Like if you think about that, mm -hmm. and so if he doesn't have kids. So ends our line, you know, but I'm okay with that because I'm, that's an ego thing. That's something that somebody wants to continue on for their own. It won't matter a bit when we're stardust, you know what I mean? It won't. It won't matter a bit, yeah. but we're too great. Maybe it will end. <laughs> Just we, uh, cap it off, you know? I don't want him to go have kids for the sake of having kids. I oh, want him no. to have kids if he feels like that's the right thing for him responsibly as an adult. I don't want him to be like, well, I've got to carry on my... Whatever, because he, he doesn't have the family name. He we, has his dad's, you know, that's his dad's family name, so. We talked about children and work and stuff as he's grown up, and I know one time it comes to my mind, I said, what are you The gonna, puppies. I, no, I said, uh, well, when you grow up and, and uh, you decide what you're going to do, I said, and you have your own family. He said, I'm not going to have any family. I said, well, well, wait a minute. Now, how come? He said, Grandma, kids cost money. Yep. And he, remember that time he told you when he was probably four or five, he said, I'm going to have a farm and, with a lot of puppies. Mm -hmm. I said, puppies are good. Puppies are good. You can train them, raise them. Puppies are cuddly. You know, it, yeah. that's, that's what I hope for him. 
He's crazy. <laughs> he'll just he'll be doing something else. His kids will be running wild. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he won't know what's going on around. He him. won't hover. No, he don't hover on nothing. He doesn't even take time to flush the toilet half the time. What do I know? You know, he's got. But he, you know, he's what, busy. But one of the things that I'm very thankful for, uh, with, it just worked out that way. You know, you don't start off planning every little thing, but I'm so thankful that you have never lived very far from me. No, I don't, and I won't. I, the, the, there is nothing on this earth that's going to make me move away from you. Like, it's, it, while you are still living, my plans revolve around staying here. Well, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I know people that are, and there's nothing wrong with people that move away. I have friends that move to New Zealand because they, they're Christians, they believe there's something in the Bible I think they had said about, you know, a man marries a woman and they go and create their own family. And not that they don't love their family, but they, they, they feel like their mission is to live um, a little differently and, and to visit and to have a, they're close with their parents, mm-hmm. but their parents are here. Or like a, ones I think might be in Florida. There's family in Florida, but they moved to New Zealand. They have three children. They are thriving and they're, but I personally, don't feel like my life would be complete if I was far away from you. I don't feel like it would it would be a severe waste of my years on this earth to not spend them near you so that I could call I you, that I could see your face. That. And so that River could be he could know your home and know, you know, I don't I don't there's not many people I give two shits about and I just can't imagine living unless there was I mean it would be by force for when me to move you out don't here. know. I've told you just me and you talking, but I will say it again. You don't have any idea of what a hoot you were as a child because I didn't have other kids. I no. and I wasn't around a lot of little kids. Right. But you were so animated. You were so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mom, mom, mom. Mm-hmm. And you, you were a hoot. That's all I can I've say. I've seen some of the VHS tapes. I still have them, and I have a VHS player. And I was watching back. The one, the videos, because we would send, because Grandma lit, we live in Indiana. Grandma lives lived in Illinois, and it's two hours away. So it's not a just drop your, you know, two hours isn't a long time, but it is if it's like you're planning to uproot the family for the day. You got to start early and whatever. So we would mail her VHS tapes of me and singing cassette, my ABCs, ca- or uh, cassette tapes, ca- just talking and different. Because back then it was letter writing or phone calls, and that was it. And so, I had a boombox on the yes, a silver on a table uh, thing, yep. and you were little enough that you knew what that was. You were really small, mm-hmm. and but the lights would light up, and I wouldn't even be messing with it. And you'd go over there, and, and, and you'd be it. leaning close <laughs> to it and punching the buttons, uh-huh. talking to Grandma. Uh huh. I said, "Here, let me turn it on." You know. Yeah. So you were talking. So I have those tapes because we got, you know, Grandma passed. We've got mm-hmm. them, and sometimes she'd give stuff back, like, "Hey, hang on to this." Mm-hmm. Um, so I have some of the things we sent her, and they're I'm, I I was a funny kid. I bet you were a funny kid. I think Dad was probably a funny kid when he wasn't trying to survive his life, which seemed <laughs> yeah. to be very rough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because he came from a very different environment than I think. We did. I think that you've experienced a level of violence in a way that Grandpa, for years, was an alcoholic. I was fortunate enough to come along after he had stopped drinking. I was also fortunate enough to to come along after Dad had stopped drinking, mm-hmm. or at least I was about three or four when, you know, I would think I, 
I don't recall dad being a drunk. I don't recall no. grandpa being a drunk. So I got the best versions of both of them. So your but, father and then my father both were alcoholics. I mean. And the other part that I'm thankful for is, you know, when you only have one kid, you could have gone anywhere. It doesn't. Yeah. So I'm glad you lived nearby. And what has been such a funny life, and I hate to see, you know, you want your grandkids to grow. We want everybody to grow and to right. grow. But I sure do miss those little. I do too. Because that, being able to help you with River, what I could, he was crazy. Crazy. And I say, I, we played cards, and, you know, really, his education, he knew how to count pretty yeah. good. And the more he played cards, he had to learn how to cheat me. Yeah, he's a cheat. Uh -huh. He's a cheat and a hustler, and I hope that he uses those uh, talents and one quotations of the, for, for good. One of the things we're playing cards in, it's like clubs and hearts and and spades, and he said, you mean them clovers? Clovers, It's yeah. a club. <laughs> Remember when he called an otter box on the my phone? Beaver box. Beaver case. Beaver case. <laughs> he said, you know, is that one of them there, uh, beaver cases? I said, what? He said, you know, the um, thing on your phone, and it had a little symbol, and I said, honey, it's an otter box. Otter, oh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant. Otter beaver. <laughs> yeah, beaver case. Isn't that so sweet? But, but, you know, I think it's interesting that um, how we all ended up. It's funny how you end up, because I was thinking, like, Dad served in Vietnam. It's wonder he wasn't killed. And if he was killed, there'd be none of this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Isn't I that the weirdest thought that, like, you exist because someone survived? Both of you. I mean, anything could have happened at any point. And I also thought about it when you said you got married to Dad in June of 70, 1979. A month before that, Matt was born. So Matt was a month old. Was a month old baby somewhere. And then you two decided to marry. And I was the result of that marriage. And then now I'm married to him. And we came from nowhere near. I mean, the, what the I way think... this all works out is very interesting. When mom and dad used to come to Evansville when I was a little kid. Right. They used to come to, to the Washington Square Mall. Yes. Laverne and Melinda and mom and dad would pack up and they'd come to Evansville and they were going to go Christmas shopping, which I was chomped into right. it. Yes. Yay. Santa Claus. I knew right. that, you know, so I, they always come home and I never saw no presents. So I had them locked in right. the trunk of the car, but I was stupid. Right. Anyway, Phil was raised down Covert Avenue. Right. On Stevens, a corner where that car wash is, mm -hmm. that's where his home place was. And so every year when you would come over here, you would but uh, skip away from him. Yeah. And then so, you just drive the other way. So so then I I grew up. Mom and Dad came to Oakland City to see me. We always came to Sears most of the time because at that time there was no Sears and everything over where they lived. Uh, no, none of that existed. So it was a big deal. Everybody right. came to. Sears and all the mall and all that kind of thing. Phil was only, that's not even a mile. No, he was a mile away. He might have been at the mall when you were at the mall. Yeah. As a kid. Because he's he would have been what when you were what? I mean, how old? He's, seven, year, he's seven years older than me. Okay. Seven, eight. Whatever. So if you were 10, he could have been a punk teenager running around at the, you know, it's just funny that you think. And then when, if you want to go up the chain a little bit, they came back here in February of 1984, mm -hmm. I had you September. September 84. So he and I... He moved back from out west. Yes. They'd with been his family. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so I could have... 
And you could have went right back to Illinois. Dad could have said, well, let's go back over there or something, mm-hmm. and then you would have stayed over there, and when you got a divorce, you'd have been over there. So I remember saying, I thought Oakland City, I thought Evansville was such a long way, and it's 30 miles, what is it, 20, yeah. whatever. But it was a haul because my my experience when I was a kid was we're going to Evansville, that's like a day trip. And right know? now, when I come to your house, there's mm-hmm. several ways to get here, I'm still on... The same road we took yeah. to get there. Yeah. So. Isn't that wild? But anyway, yeah, it is. I think. Um, it's funny how we all ended up here and how. That's why I just try not to take anything for granted because I don't. No matter what we've. And we'll talk about it probably another time too because we've got a little bit of recording time left, but the thing's about to run out. Okay. Not quite, but I think about no matter what we've been through to have our eyes open and say. And not be so bitter and say, well, if. Nothing worked out and everything sucks. We've had that attitude and we've had that, you know, because we genetically de- have depression, anxiety, you know, dad's an, dad, I don't think he's a depressed person, but he is a gloom and doom person and he has a very anxious person and you also have anxiety and I do. I do. And I think, we're, you know, but again, living in this world, I don't know who doesn't at this point. Like my husband does not. He just... He just takes there. He does not have the gene to be worried about a fucking thing. He just doesn't. You and I know that he just lays Let's, back and lets chill. And but you, that's what I need is yeah. somebody. I could not have crafted in a million years somebody as good as him no. for myself. No. So, regardless of and everybody's got faults, but I think that I think about that a lot. Is there is no one who compares to that man. No one. He goes above and beyond. He never, he, he, I don't know, just people I've dated before, they've got such shitty senses of humor and they're vulgar and vile and they don't pay for their kid. I don't know. They're just all, I don't know. They've all been lacking and he just isn't. He is not. And where he does lack, I can say, hey, this is the issue that I have with you. How are we going to remedy this? And he'll say, I don't know. Let's, I mean, at least have a conversation. Right. He's a grown up and I've never been around. A grown-up before, apparently. I didn't really want to get married again after your dad. Um, that was very rough. It was very tough. But what has happened, and I got lucky again, um, if, I don't, if I'm not around a few people that think stuff's funny, right? then I'm probably not going to fit in well. No. Now, not everything's funny, but I mean... But like, if you don't have a sense of humor, I'm yeah. bored. And, and Phil has patience. Yes. I'll give you an example. Monday morning, got out of bed, getting ready to go. I just go to the grocery store, and I uh, it was raining, a little mm-hmm. bit of rain. It don't kill you. So nope. anyway, I go out, my truck wouldn't start, because I've been having a, <laughs> a little issues, you know. Uh-huh. So it turns out, I was ready to trade the truck. Like, I said, I won't have, the, I won't have this. Uh-uh. So Phil said, well... Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Right. And... He got he has AAA and they came and jumped it correctly. Sure. Because we're real picky about things. I don't want people touching my stuff. No. Mm-mm. I'm serious. No. Anyway, he went and he got a battery or took it to wherever you take it. And that was $186. And when he came home, I said, What'd you say? Uh, American dollars. <laughs> and Yen. He, he, he said, Well, I did what Ford manufacturers warranty says, whatever that. Okay, great. In the meantime, I'm already thinking, what kind of vehicle am I going to do now? Because I'm not going to keep a car around that's not going to start. Right. I mean, it's not going to happen. You and I are the same person. Uh, 
And so I said, so I sat there at the house while he was doing all that, and uh, uh, didn't take no time, and he got it taken care of. But I, I got to thinking, well, there's two ways to look at this. Yes, it cost $186 that I didn't, you know, thank God I had the money to do right. it. It's all paid for. Everything's fine. But I, I'm also thankful that I was home. It was in yeah. my driveway. The weather wasn't terrible. It, yeah, um, I wasn't. It wasn't at night or right. nothing you bad happened. Right. It just didn't start, Joe. So that's where Phil comes in. He'll and tell me, you sure. need to go, go on back to the house. I'll do this. this yeah. He talked to the people, uh-huh. and, and, and in an hour or so, here he come back. Car's fine, Joe. Turned it off. Everybody Just needs a new battery. But see me. I'd have dumped it in the Ohio River yeah. and been done with it. I was PO'd up front. Bill always tells me, if your mom so much as can't roll down her window right, she wants that whole fucking car gone. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> I said, well, well, fuck it. <laughs> what do you mean it won't roll down? It costs. Hey, right. You'd punch through a brick through the window and then sling it in the Ohio and be done I with said, it. I said, well, we don't need this if it's broken. It's broken. The whole thing. Throw it out. So that's where your patients come in? Yeah. None. And your father has none either. None. We are explosive, uh, an explosive people. But now I think at my age, I can actually handle things a little right. bit We're better. We're getting a little bit better, yeah. And um, it's hard to it be. It is hard, and if you practice it, then you get better <laughs> at it, but. So the battery episode sure. didn't turn out to be as tragic. No. As... I'm going to stop the recording. Okay.